Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us here at Believer's Victory Church. Today we have an inspiring, powerful message that will change your life. Let's listen in as Pastor Peggy Heal teaches us from the Word of God. Here we go. You guys ready for the Word this morning? All right. It's good to, I was out of town this week um, in St. Augustine, which is really a beautiful place. And uh, so I was there for our annual Rama ministers conference and so we go we gather once a year all of us from the state of florida and uh, we hear from the person who's over us and uh, and it was great so they send their greetings and uh, they pray for us as a church on a regular basis aren't you glad about that amen and uh, it's good to know that we're not out here just all by ourselves but we're connected to a much larger group isn't that good to know and so uh and and for those of you who don't know we've got some kids going, they're not really kids, some uh, young adults going off to Rama to train for the ministry, and so those are all exciting things, and um, God is good, right? All right, so I'm kicking off a new series today. Somebody say hallelujah. All right, and uh, it's on, you know, we always do a series in the summer, and so I was just praying about it and asking the Lord what direction to go, and you know how everybody, like when summer's coming, everybody tries to get their summer body right? We're not going to be checking for that. Don't worry. You know, some people are like, what? You know, everybody, you know, because you're going to be wearing bathing suits and all that kind of stuff, you know, and so everybody wants their summer body. But you know what? You know what's even more important than that? Say more important. Then we get our godly body, amen, that we build up our faith. Because if you're not, if your faith isn't being built, guess what? You're going to miss out. And so I'm going to kick off a series today called Dive In or Jump Into Faith. Jump into faith. And if you're here and you're like, Peggy, I've, I already know faith. I've heard about faith. I already know that. Listen, your faith can always get stronger. Yes. It can always get stronger. And over in Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 8, it says this, For by grace you have been saved through faith. So you got born again through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. How many like getting gifts? Right, Pastor, I love it. I like getting gifts too. And here's the really great news. If you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then here's the great news. You have been given faith. Amen. You've been given faith. Faith is a gift for all of us. When we all receive the miracle and we become, we make the choice say choice. Choice. We make the choice to become a child of God. It's kind of like a welcome to the family gift. Amen. Welcome to the family. Here's a gift, right? And so you get the gift of faith. Nobody is skipped. Aren't you glad? Amen. Nobody gets skipped. Nobody gets left out of the gift giving. You ever been somewhere and everybody gets a gift but you? That would be sad, wouldn't it? That would just be sad. You know, I mean, funny story. Yesterday when I was leaving the uh, meetings, they had they were giving us lunch to go, you know, and so lunch to go. And so they had all these containers and I took a tour of the facility of their church because I'd never been there before, and so I took a tour. So I was a little late to lunch. So I go up to get my lunch, and I pick up the container. It's empty. I was like, Chick-fil-A, here I come, right? You know, so it wasn't too awful. But the thing is, is what the point I want you to get is when you get born again, you didn't get an empty box. Amen. There's enough to go around. 
And so when you got born again, the Bible says you were given the gift of faith, and everybody gets the same gift. And I'm going to show you just a couple of scriptures that really stress this. In Romans chapter 12, verse number 3, Romans chapter 12, verse number 3, it says this, For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than I ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one, say each one, each one, each one a measure of faith. And so it'd be silly for us to be like, look at my faith, it's so big. I have so much more faith than you and all that. We all have the same, we were all given the same measure of faith. Amen? And then in 2 Corinthians 4.13, the last part of it says this, and since we have the same spirit of faith, say same, the same spirit of faith. And then in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse number 1, it says, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so when I read these scriptures, it becomes very clear to me that you are given faith at the new birth. Everybody who's asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life and is born again, you got faith. It's like, a, it's welcome to the family. You're born again. Here's your faith. You're going to need that. But here's why I want to make that really clear, because so often you hear things like this. I wish I had the faith of so-and-so. Anybody ever, I wish I had Billy Graham's faith, or I wish I had Joyce Meyer, or Kenneth Hagin, or Kenneth Copeland, or whoever, whoever pops in your head. You know, I wish I had their faith. I wish I had more faith. If I had the same faith as them, I would make a big difference in the world too. So many people, we feel like we're inadequate, like my faith isn't the same as somebody who's getting results. And we see giants of faith both in the Bible and we see modern day people and we realize that, you know what, their faith is not, their faith is working in a different way than my faith. Like their faith is doing stuff and I'm still wondering if I even have any. Anybody ever been there? (laughs) You know, I see people and they're, they're praying and stuff's happening and they're walking around and their, their words sound different than mine. Their language sounds different. Their attitude is different. They have the language of faith. They have an attitude of faith. And I'm over here like, man, where'd you guys get that? Anybody ever feel that way? Where'd you get that? I, I need that. Where'd you get that? Well, guess what? They got it at the same place you got yours. Come on, now. They got it at the same place. It's not, you don't have a knockoff version. Amen? Somebody say amen. You don't have a knockoff version of faith. You didn't get a counterfeit version. You got the real genuine deal sealed by God himself. You got that faith. But you know what? Sometimes we just, people just throw up their hands and say, well, I don't have enough. I don't have as much as I need. I don't have this. I don't have that. And I want to tell you and remind you that all of us have been given the same measure of faith. Say same. So here's the thing, you and Abraham, who's called the father of faith, we got the same faith. Same faith. Isn't that amazing? Now, how many, how many like gifts, right? How many like ice cream? Who's that? I happen to know Pastor Norm really likes ice cream. So Pastor Norm, I have a gift for you. Here you go. Here you go. Gift for you. And then Savannah's side, who likes ice cream? Who likes ice cream? 
You don't need it then. You don't need it then. Here you go. Bev, you like ice cream? All right. Now, both of you, Pastor Norm, what'd you get? Coldstone Creamery. And then on the back is the receipt. 15 bucks at Coldstone. You, you can do some damage, 15 bucks. You, you can get yourself a love it. You can get a love it. Bev, what'd you get? Bev got? $15. So what'd they get? They got the same thing. They got the same thing. Now, if, if, if Bev says, because, you know, Bev works out and everything, you know, she's real healthy, so she, she may not even use that. She may put it in a drawer and not use it. You know, you're going to use it? So she could go to Cold Stone. How many of you have ever been to Cold Stone? And so it goes, like it, love it, got to have it, right? Like it, love it. Gotta have it. So it's like it, love it, gotta have it, right? So Pastor Norm, he's probably gonna get it, gotta have it. Gotta have it. He's gonna get a big big O, right? And then Bev, she might get a little one, but do they both have the same gift? Yes. Both started out the same, right? And so when we think about this, what's the difference between the heroes of faith? What's the difference between them and people that say, I don't have enough faith? People who have dynamic faith understand this truth. Just as we are all given a measure of faith, here's what I want you to get. Our faith is not stagnant. It's supposed to grow. It's supposed to grow. Your faith is supposed to grow. So we all got the same measure, but what we do with that measure is going to determine what our faith does. It's going to determine how big our faith is, how, how, our, how effective our faith is. We're all given a seed. We're all given that seed. And at the end of our days on the earth, some of us are still only going to have a seed. And that's going to be trouble, isn't it? But others, we're going to plant our, our seed of faith, and we're going to water it, and we're going to weed it. Somebody say weed it. We're going to pull the weeds out. And at the end of our days, we'll see that our tiny faith seed has become a strong, large tree. And for some, even a whole forest. But everybody started with the same thing. Our faith is not supposed to be stagnant. You don't just take it and put it in a drawer somewhere. You know why, you know why companies push you to buy gift cards so much? Because so many people don't use them. They don't use them. So then the company gets all the money and doesn't have to give you anything. How many know that's a good deal for them? Not a good deal for you, not a good deal for me. But did you have the gift the whole time? Yes. Yeah, you had the gift the whole time. And see, our faith is the same. You can have, you have the gift of faith. You have it. Say, I have it. I have it's it. In it's in me. And you can, you can just let it sit and never use it and then walk around whining all the time. Or, 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 or you can use your faith. You can grow your faith. You can plant your faith. You, you can do what you're supposed to with it. And so, you know, one of the best ways to look at this, you know, I always try to use a, 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 an example to show, you know, like Jesus would show a natural thing to explain a, a spiritual thing, right? He would show something that we all can understand, like planting seeds. Everybody understands? You plant a seed, what happens? Something grows, right? And so here we go. We got a baby. Look at this little baby. That's cute, right? Here's an amazing fact. 
Do you know that babies are born with all the same muscles that they're ever going to have? All the, all, everything's the same. You don't take your baby to the doctor for a muscle implantation, do you? No. Why? Because you're bo we're born with it. We're born with it. And so just like our faith, you're, you got it when you got born again. Now, you can leave it like this, or you can look like this. Easy now. Easy. Here's the amazing thing. This guy, same, same muscles. Same muscles. Show the baby again. Go back to the baby. All right, go back to Mr. Muscles. Same, same. Same. And you're like, man, what happened? You better, you better move that now. Got to focus. We got to focus. But here's the thing. That little baby has all those same muscles, but then the guy, you know, Mr. Muscles, he's got muscles. We didn't even know you had muscles there, right? I mean, who knew those were there? I mean, you know, it's like, it's like they say, you say, every, everybody, everybody has abs. Everybody has abs. We can just see some people's. And others are covered by layers and layers of cold stone creamery, right? <laughs> I got abs. They're just covered with Reese cup. That's all. They're there. But the thing is, what I want you to see is when we think about that, that infant, he had all the biceps and the triceps and the other steps. He had all those. But yet, what happened? He worked them out. He took care of them. I bet that guy really watches his diet. He don't, he don't go to Cold Stone Creamery, I guarantee it. You know, he definitely doesn't eat french fries, for sure. But the thing is, that baby can't lift a 75-pound weight, can he? Nope. It can't even use its legs to stand up yet. His legs aren't, aren't even strong enough. And so how do those muscles become strong? The baby starts moving around. How many, how many, you sell, you know, how many new parents, when their baby rolls over, it's like, oh, like that's the greatest thing that baby ever did. Well, at the time... At the time, that's huge. But listen, if you're 10 years old, you're still celebrating rolling over, there's a problem. Right? Something's not right. You know, if you're still living at home in the basement and your mom's going, oh, but he rolled over, he rolled over. And you're 45, there's something wrong with that picture. What happened? You, we stopped growing. And so when we think about that about that baby, all the while, these muscles, when that baby starts to move and he starts rolling over and he lifts his head and then he starts scooting around and then he starts crawling, what's happening? Those muscles are getting stronger. They're getting bigger. They're getting stronger. And it, they, they get developed. You fast forward a few years into adulthood and that same person has a choice. They can go to the gym. They can lift heavy weights and develop their muscles to become strong, and so we can see all their muscles and stronger than everyone else, and if they're dedicated, you know, we have Brittany that goes to church here. She's a professional bodybuilder, and she's in the gym all the time. What's she doing? She's developing, and she's training, 
But here's the thing, just like your faith, your faith is like a muscle. You got to develop it and you got to train it or it's going to stay an infant forever. And you know what? There's going to be things in life where you're going to need to faith lift some stuff. You're going to need to lift some stuff with your faith. And if you're not strong enough, if you haven't developed it, guess what's going to happen? It's not going to work. And then you're going to be like, well, I don't have any faith. Yes, you do. You do have faith, but you got to develop it. You got to take it seriously. You know, when we think about this and think about our faith, we all start out with baby muscles of faith. Everybody starts out with baby muscles. We start out small, and then we learn to stand. We learn to walk. We learn to speak different. We learn to, uh, to do things. We, we learn to exercise our faith. We learn to release our faith. We learn how to strengthen our faith. And all that stuff begins to happen. What's happened? I'm growing my faith. And here's the really great news. Growing your faith is not a big mystery. It's not something secret that only, only big-time Christians have, like a, like a secret. They didn't get a secret password into a secret club of faith people. No, we all got, we all got the same manual. It's the Bible. We all got the same manual. We all got the same measure of faith. But what we do with it, that's where the difference comes. And so how many need, how many need to grow your faith? We all do, because wherever your faith is now, it can, it can grow. It can grow. But if you leave it and don't tend to it or just leave it on maintenance mode kind of a thing, it's not going to do what you need it to do. It's not going to grow to the potential that God has for it. And I don't know about you, but I need my faith. The Bible makes it really plain and really clear, and it can be done, and if we remember three things. How many know I love a one, two, three? You know, when somebody's going on and I'm just like, just tell me how to do it. Tell me, how do I do it? How do I do it? Because I know I need to strengthen my faith. I don't want to always depend on somebody else's because you know what? There are some things, lots of things, where you're going to need your faith. There are things where money's not the answer. There are things when friends are not the answer. There are things where it doesn't matter how many likes you have on Instagram, it's not going to help you. It's not going to help you. You need faith. And the Bible says in, in Hebrews, it says, it is impossible. Say impossible. impossible. Impossible to please God without faith. It's impossible. How many know we need to take our faith pretty serious? We need to take it serious. And so look at these three things that we need to, we need to remember. These three, there are three principles, really. Number one is the presence of God. Thank God for his presence. Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad that you don't have to go up to some mountaintop and sit weird and talk weird to get God to, to be with God? You know, some people are like, oh, I just, I, just need to, I just need to get away to, you know. No, God's right here. God's right here. Amen? His presence. The Bible says in John 15, 4, Jesus is talking and he says, abide in me and I in you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Now listen to this. You've been given, the Bible says, the seed of faith, the measure of faith, right? You have that. And so how many remember the story of the man with the, of the, of the people with the talents? People with the talents. They were each given a measure. 
And one was, one was two, one was one, one was five. And so the one guy, he buried his. He buried it. He never, never used it, never did anything with it. He buried it. And how many know it didn't turn out well for him? Because here's the thing about a seed. When you plant a seed, when you plant a tomato seed, what are you looking to get? Tomatoes, right? This is deep. We're, if they say one thing about BBC, they can say, man, they're deep over there. They are deep. So if I plant a tomato seed, I'm looking for a, if I plant an apple seed, I'm looking for a, what am I going to do with the tomato? I'm going to eat it. I'm going to eat the apple. See, when we plant seeds, we're not looking for a branch. We're not even looking for a plant. We're looking for the fruit. Right? Because, you know, plants are pretty, but they can't feed me. I'm looking for what's going to help me. And my faith is to help me. And so when I have my seed of faith, I, I need it to produce. Right? How about you? We need it to produce. And the Bible says here, Jesus says, Abide in me and I in you as the branch. Who's the branch? That's me. I'm the branch. The branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Jesus is the vine. He says, neither can you unless you abide in me. And so when we're talking about my faith and the presence of God, our faith, listen, our faith has to be connected to its life source. You can't have faith disconnected from God. When you're disconnected from God, your faith can't thrive, it can't live, it can't do it. Why? Because it's just a branch. It's just a branch. If we brought in a branch and we're walking around going, look at my branch. Like, who's interested in a branch? We're looking for fruit. We're looking for something that produces. We're looking for something that brings life. And in order for your faith to bring, to work in your life, it's got to be connected to its life source. And who's that? The one who gave it to you. It's the one who gave it to you. And so our faith has to be connected, otherwise it's not going to grow. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith, the Bible tells us in Hebrews 12 too. He says he is the author. He's the author. He's the finisher of our faith. And here I am trying to have faith disconnected from him. How many know it's not going to work? That's not going to work. That's like walking around with the, with the plug going, how come this isn't working? How come this isn't working? Because you got to plug it in. It's got to be connected to the power source. And you know what? For your faith, it, you, we got to stay close. Staying close to him, it's going to allow our faith to take root. And if you are far from God, your faith will not grow, it will not flourish, and it will not bear fruit. Did you hear that? If you are far from God, your faith will not grow, it will not flourish, and it will not bear fruit. Why? Because Jesus said, you can't do it. You can't do it apart from me. Can't do it apart from me. Stay close to God. Stay close to God. You know, we think like, man, that's, that's like a no-brainer. 
That's a no-brainer. But there are days that go by where we haven't talked to God. There are days, there are days that connect to more days, that connect to weeks. And next thing you know, we're like, man, how did I get here? Nothing seems to be working. I feel so weak. I feel like I'm not connected to anything. You got disconnected. But here's the great news. Somebody say great news. Great news. Great news. The Bible says when you draw near to him, he draws near to you. God will not chase you. Just like the prodigal son prodigal son. The father never was like, hey, do you need more money? Hey, can I help you with anything? No. When he left, God's going to let you go because he's, he won't violate your will. How we choose to live our days is up to us. I can either choose just like we just finished this last series that we did. I can do this journey with God or without God. It's my choice. God's always, he's always like, choose me, choose me. I'm the best path, choose me, but the choice is mine. Isn't that true? And so one of the number one principles for developing my faith, going from that infant level to that strong level, is I got to be in the presence of God. Amen? I just got to be in his presence. And that doesn't mean you got to be weird. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be weird. Don't be weird. Now, obviously, whoever you turn to, you think they're the weirdest, right? You know? You're like, oh, I better, I've, I've been trying, I've been wanting to tell them this for years. Don't be weird. <laughs> you can give me five bucks later, I got you that opportunity. No, I'm just kidding. But you know, it doesn't mean you have to be weird about it. Be in the presence of God is to be mindful, to be aware, to have his word, to spend time in prayer. It doesn't mean, I don't have to be weird. I don't have to be weird. I just need to make time. I got to make time for God. And then the second principle about developing my faith, number one, presence of God. I can't do it without God. You can't grow your faith without God. That just seems like a no-brainer to me, but we need to be reminded. We need to be reminded, don't we? And it's the promises of God. How many know God's made some promises to us? And over in Romans chapter 10, verse number 17, it says this, So then faith comes, say faith comes, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so what's happening? My faith is getting built. We all start out the same, but my faith's getting built up. How does it do that? By hearing. The more you hear about the promises of God, the more you believe them, and the more faith will grow. Man, when I read the promises of God, when I read about God being there, especially in prayer, you know, a few years ago when we first started doing the 21 days of prayer and, and I just started reading a lot about prayer and how in Psalms, you know, over and over in Psalms, God says, I hear you. When you cry out, I hear you. I answer you. And, and I tell you, I just, I just begin to meditate on those scriptures over and over again because I just need to be reminded. It just, not that I didn't know, I knew, but as I heard it, what happened? My faith began to grow and it began to strengthen. And I began, man, when I, I know that when I talk, God hears me. He hears me. You know why? Because he loves me. The Bible says that he's inclined. Man, when I read that one, I was like, oh, that's so good. And now when I pray, I picture God, Father God, on his throne. And when I begin to talk, he leans forward. Because that's what his word promises me. And it, it built my faith up. You know what? When you know that God's hearing your prayer, guess what you'll do? 
You'll pray more. more. Amen. I'm not just talking to the air. I'm talking to God himself. Amen. Amen. And so when I hear that, what happened? It's, it's, It's building it up. The more I hear it, faith is, oh, faith is getting activated. Amen. Faith is beginning to move. I tell you, when I went through a health crisis years ago, I, I just would play every, every day, every morning, I would play this, uh, this CD, and it had all the scriptures on healing on it, to the point where I practically had it memorized. I would just say it with it. But I tell you what, what happened? It built my faith up about healing. I began, the way I talked began to change. Listen, when faith is in you, how you talk changes. You begin to speak the language of faith. Why? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so when I get that in me, when I'm hearing those promises, when I'm hearing the word of God, when I'm hearing what God says, it changes me and my faith gets stronger. Some of you got no faith for finances because you don't take the time to hear God's word about finances. You got no faith for healing because you don't take the time to hear God's word about healing. You can't just say, well, Peggy said that I'm healed. No, you got to know that God said it. Amen. Amen. You got to know God. It doesn't matter what I say. Listen, my name isn't going to open up a door for you, but the name of Jesus will open every door. Yeah. And so you can't be like, oh, well, I heard this. No, you got to hear it and hear it. One message on healing is not enough. One message on provision is not enough. One message on a sound mind is not enough. One message on forgiveness is not enough. We got to hear it and hear it. To the point where when we get squeezed, what comes out is what we've heard. What we've heard. You want to build your faith? You got to get into the promises of God. You can't, you can't, you can't, people say, oh, I don't have time. You know what's so funny to me? You want to hear something funny to me? Pull your toes in because I'm going to step on them. The same people. Say same people. Same Same people like, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time. I didn't get that. I didn't have time for that. I don't have time to read that. I don't have time to hear that. You're the same people that, man, you are the most, most, I mean, anybody writes anything on Facebook, there you are. You're posting video after video after video after video after video. And it's like, you got time for that? You're like level one million on Candy Crush. You got time for that? Come on. Come on. Come on. And it's like, hey, did you spend, oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. You're so busy doing stuff that, that doesn't matter. There's time for that. You're not, I'm not like, you know, anti-Candy Crush, although I've never played that game. Quit sending me that stuff. I'm not going to play that game. You know, I just, I know myself. I'm like, I'm not playing that game because I don't want to be like, you know, I don't want to be playing it all the time, so I'm not even going to play it. But here's the thing. we we got to get those promises in. You're walking around weak. You're weak in faith. You're like an infant. And you know what? You know what infants? Infants have to get carried everywhere. they got to get carried everywhere they go. And they got to get somebody else who's got to change their mess. You see where I'm going, don't you? Come on now. This summer, let's get our faith bod. 
looking good. Amen? Let's build some faith muscles. Because I, I don't want to get carried around. And honestly, I don't want to carry you around anymore. You know, there comes a time, you know, babies learn to walk at the right time, right when they're about, man, I can't carry you anymore. You're big, right? I mean, it's fun to carry them when they're little. You're like, oh, so cute. But you start carrying a big one, ooh, that's tough. You know, we took the kids to Disney, and Kaylee's four now, and a couple times she was tired, and I was, you know, she was like, can you carry me? I'm like, good grief, girl, come on. You know? I mean, she's big. I'm getting a workout. You know, there's people, there's adults, you're getting carried by your parents, you're getting carried by your pastor, you're getting carried, and it's time to build your own faith muscles. You got to build them. You got to build your own faith muscles. You got to know the promises of God for yourself, not just, oh, well, Pastor Angel said, Pastor Peggy said, no, what does God say? What does God say? What's going on in your life? Start building yourself up in that. You know, God will, God will, he'll help you. He'll help you. And God's promised to do some things. The Bible says in 1 John 2.25, it says, and this is the promise, say promise, promise, that he has promised us eternal life. Psalms 91, most of us in here know this. I didn't give these to you guys, I'm sorry. And it says, no evil shall befall me, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Man, if you deal with fear, if you're afraid to walk in a parking lot by yourself, if you can't sleep without the light on, you need to get God's promises. Because it'll build your faith. It'll build your faith. Just like little kids, sometimes they, don't, they need the light on. But as they grow, they don't need the light anymore. What happened? They grew. We got to grow. We got to grow. Amen? Let's get those, those promises. Your faith will be, will be strengthened with each promise you learn and you remember. Amen. Do you hear that? Your faith will be strengthened with each promise you learn and you remember. That's why, you know, we don't, we don't do it that much, but I thank God for growing up in a time where if you memorize scripture, uh, when I was a kid, I was in Bible classes. When you came in and you had your memory verse, you got a piece of candy. You know, it's like training you like a dog, you know? Learn this and we'll give you a treat. But hey, it worked. Because I know a lot of scripture. I have a lot of scripture memorized. It's from when I was a kid. And, that, and I keep doing it. I keep speaking the word. I write scripture on cards. And I don't get a piece of candy anymore, but you know what I get? I get strong faith. Yeah. I get strong faith. Because when stuff comes up, I'm not like, wait, 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 wait. What, what's going to happen? I'm like, here's what God said. Here's what God said. Yeah. Amen? Here's what God said. What happened? It strengthens my faith. So I have an expectation for God to show up. You know why? Because I know he promised he will. I know he promised he will. And then the third thing, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in the presence of God. I'm going to learn the promises of God. What are we doing? We're strengthening our faith. Amen? We're strengthening our faith. And the third thing is the people of God. You need the presence of God. You need to know the promises of God. These are principles for strong faith and the people of God. The Bible says in Hebrews 10, 23, it says, let us, let us. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to us. He's talking to us, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering.
wondering, for he is faithful that promised, not forsaking the assembling to, of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. You know, we use this scripture all the time like, get to church, get to church, but, and it is that, but there's more to it. When you're around faith people, it rubs off. It rubs off. You need faith people. And you can tell when you're not hanging with faith people. You start sounding like them. You start having no faith. You start saying, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what we're going to do. This is bad. Oh, this is terrible. There's no hope. Blah, blah, blah. Man, you hang around with me. I'm not going to let you talk like that. You hang around with Angel. You hang around with Devon. You hang around with my husband. Man, he'll call you out every time. He'll be like, what? What? What happened? The people of faith. We need each other because we're supposed to do that. I don't go turn it into the confession police. We don't need that. Amen. You know, back in the day, I remember back in the 90s. It was was rough back then. It was rough. You know, but it it was just, you know, we don't need that. But we need to encourage one another. When you come to me and you say, man, I got this going on, you need somebody who's going to be saying, let's pray. Let's not say, oh, Lord, if it's your will, Lord, oh, if it's, if it's God's will, it happened. That is not a faith prayer. There are things that are, we know the will of God. It's not a secret. The Bible says, Colossians, that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. It's always his will to heal me. It's always his will, his will to heal me. Always. Yes. Always. If you pray for healing and somebody says, well, if it's God's will, you need to walk out. You need to walk out. Because that is not a faith prayer. It is always God's will to heal. It is always his will to forgive. It's always his will to restore. There, there are so many things that we know his will. And so when you hang around with faith people, and you hang around with people that have been in the presence of God, that know the promises of God, when you bring a problem, they're going to give you a promise. They're going to say, let's pray in the prayer of agreement. Let's pray together. I'm in agreement with you. Let's speak the word over it. Man, you need people in your life like that. And you don't find people like that in a lot of places. I'll put it that way. (laughs) You find people like that in church, hopefully. And if you say, man, I'm new, then hang around with faith people. We're a faith church. We believe the word of God. We speak faith. We teach faith. But we got to strengthen our faith. Maybe you're here today and you say, man, I got baby faith. That's all right. We all had baby faith one time. But let's get in the gym. Let's get in the gym. Let's get in the faith gym. Let's let's start reading the promises of God. Let's start connecting with each other. Let's start encouraging one another. Let's ask ourselves, man, what are you believing God for? What are you exercising your faith to? Better be something or your faith is stagnant. Don't, Don't put your faith away. It's not in case of emergency. It's not break, break glass in case of emergency. You know, some people are like, you know, you always know, like, if, if you haven't seen somebody, now, let me look around here. I've seen all you guys. Uh, but if you, haven't, if you haven't seen somebody for a, for a long time, you haven't seen them for a long time, they haven't been in church in like a year, and then all of a sudden the whole family shows up. It's like something happened. Something happened. You know what? And thank God they're coming to the right place. That's right. 
You know, but what happened? They're using their faith for an emergency. Listen, my faith is to get to work. My faith is for, 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 for everything. I had to, I rent a car whenever I go out of town. And so Scott and I were in the car and, and you can judge me if you want. It's okay. Uh, God will judge you though. Just remember that. Um, <laughs> is that what the Bible says? It says, judge not lest you be judged. And so, but faith is for everything. Faith is for everything. And so we're there. I said to Scott, I was like, let's be in agreement. I get an upgrade, you know, because I'm on a budget. You know what I'm saying? I don't like to, I, I say, don't, don't blow it, sew it, right? Yeah. So I don't want to spend extra money on stuff I don't need to spend. And so I said, let's be in agreement. I get a free upgrade. And so Scott's, oh, yeah, let's pray. And so we prayed. And you say, God cares about that? God cares about me. Yeah. God cares about me. And so I go in, and I didn't even ask for an upgrade. I go in, and, and I go to the same place all the time, and the, and the guy's like, oh, is this, is this car okay? And I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's fine. And he goes, or, he goes, or would you like something else? And I looked at him, and I said, are you offering something else? And he goes, yeah, let me see what I can do. I pulled out of that parking lot in a brand-new Range Rover. Watch out. Woo! I was like, look at me, Right? Look at me. He say, God doesn't care about that. Well, you think what you want. I'll think what I want. God cares about me. I could have had a compact, you know, and God, I pulled out of there. What happened? I had favor. It's a promise of God. So I walked in there expecting to walk out of there with something bigger than what I paid for. That's faith. And you know what? When you use your faith on, and that really doesn't matter that much, you know, because I could have been just as happy in, in something else. That's true. But when you use your faith in those things and you build it up, guess what? When you really need it for that emergency, you're going to look back and say, man, God has come through for yes. me in this, in this, in this, in this. Bring it. Right? That's how you build your faith. That's how you build your faith. Does that baby really need to roll over? No. But it needs to so it can build those muscles. It needs to so it can start that development. It needs to. And you know what? You need to. Start exercising your faith on the little things so that when you need it for the big stuff, it's ready. Amen? Amen? It's ready. Let's build our faith. How am I going to do it? I need to be in God's presence. I need to know his promises. I need to know what I, ha I can have faith for. You might be here today and you didn't even know you could have faith for healing. Well, now you do. Now build it. You didn't know you could have faith for God to meet your needs. You didn't know you could have faith for the favor of God to work in your life. Well, now you do. Now build it. Amen? Strengthen it. Your faith needs to be used. Because when muscles aren't used, what happens to them? The, the, you know, there's a word for it. They atrophy. It's the same muscle, but it's just not strong anymore. And so wherever you're at, maybe you're building from infant, or maybe you were strong at one time, and you just kind of put it in a drawer. Well, it's time to pull it out. Amen? Let's use our faith. So we're going to build our faith all summer long. You guys ready? All summer, we're just going to build our faith. Man, by the time summer ends, we're going to be like, look at this faith bod. Right? Look at these faith muscles. I built my faith this summer because I know I need it. Amen? Let's pray together. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus.